congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't find no more. I can't find no more. Army, for the second year, has won it. To the winners of the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, the great Air Force All right, welcome to another episode of the Against the Enemies podcast. It is Army Navy Week, so we're pretty pumped here. Um, Scott's pretty pumped to to hype up his uh, why Air Force and Army and Navy should rotate this game and fantasy land, you know, scenario um, with us. And uh, Austin and Kayla and myself are excited because uh, it's definitely from a uh, national perspective the biggest game of the year um, for these teams for sure. As far as the coverage we'll get, the you know we'll get into the game, but it's Army Navy week, um, so lots to talk about. It's been two weeks since we've been with you, so um, you know we kind of we missed the last the last set of games, but we every, all these teams had a week off, so we'll kind of quickly maybe get get some perspective on that, um, and then we'll jump right into um, Army Navy. We'll get we'll get a, a look at the bowl games um, as well and, uh, get you guys clued into kind of what we're going to be doing this weekend, um, in Philadelphia. So it should be a really good time. Um, before, you know, before we jump in, you know, definitely, uh, all of us, um, whether Air Force, Army, Navy, doesn't matter, right? We're all brothers and sisters in arms at the end of the day and, uh, you know, heavy hearts this week, um, you know, with the shooting at, at, um, both Pearl Harbor, um, or out in Hawaii and then, um, in Pensacola in the API building, um, where, Former Navy rifle team captain from last year, um, Josh Watson, 2019 grad, um, who had just gotten to, you know down to, to Pensacola a couple weeks ago, um, you know uh, to to be a, a Navy pilot, um, was killed during during the shooting. And so I mean, obviously our condolences um, to him and his family and everybody affected, and and just I mean obviously a tragic thing. Also, I know you're down in Jacksonville, so you know down in Florida, and and um, you and Kara have you know connections to Pensacola. Both of us spent time in that building in those classrooms um so i don't know if you have any thoughts or anything else you want to add i mean i don't really have anything to say other than like you know it's, it's a tragic thing and i can like literally just i can visualize um in my mind you know, like you know that that watch desk and then those classrooms i mean i can like i can see it um in my mind so um right. you know tough tough weekend and it's, it's just i mean just a tragic thing and i mean that kid obviously had all those hopes and dreams that we did when we were down there. I mean, that's kind of what that place is, is, is a land of, of dreams, you know, for your aviation career and what's yet to come and, and doesn't get to, doesn't get to realize any of those because of a senseless, you know, senseless tragedy. So. Yeah. And one part we were talking about earlier before you got on the call was how you always dread going on watch, especially in that situation when you're like in a pool or whatever, before you actually get to start uh, API and it's, you never think you dread it for that reason. You know what I mean? And it just yeah. it makes it very real um, when you're, it's a building that you've walked in before. And obviously this is outside of the military as well. It's happened in schools and stuff across the country, but uh, it definitely, definitely hits closer to home when you feel like you have some sort of connection to it. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, I don't know if Kayla or Scott, if you guys have anything to add, if, you know, feel free to add to that. Um, but we, I just felt like, you know, this is a this is a big week, Army Navy week, and that that puts just like a really somber somber start to the week, somber tone on it, and just um, I mean, kind of just makes it where I mean, it really doesn't you know obviously doesn't matter um, football game at all, um, but just yeah, I mean just just tragic. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, not really much more to add on it. Like it's, we just we lost somebody who was a fantastic person whose whose dream was to fly and all they wanted to do was serve and and I kind of on the flip side, um, I had worked with some of the foreign nationals and not to make this about the um, the shooter or anything, but I, I'd worked with some of those people and the, a lot of the Saudi nationals are awesome people. So um, to have somebody like this, who's it's, it's evil in my mind, it's not just senseless, it's pure evil. And to have um, somebody have to lay down their life for that. And then also potentially, you know, that can set back relations between the countries and things like that. It's just all around. It's just horrific. Um, and my thoughts and prayers are absolutely with the family. And it's like, it's not a way that you want to bring us all closer, but I certainly feel, um, you know, a lot, a lot closer because I can just picture, um, you know, a, a guy like that Anson, who's, you know, that could have been a classmate or a friend or that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's just, just awful. Same. Definitely heart goes out to that family. It's thinking, you know, the instant that it happened, um, it just made it how much more apparent, uh, kind of the distance you know, as service members, is really not that far because um, I have uh, friends still stationed in the area um, who took classes at the building not that long ago. Um, so reaching out to them also to make sure they're, they're safe and hear this unfortunate news about this young man is, is really crushing. Um, so like, you know, like Scott said, an unfortunate way to bring us all together, but definitely, uh, you know, heart and mind just goes out to that young man, his family. And, and all of the other, you know, students who are in that area, because I can't imagine, you know, going back to class, um, the students who are going to go back, you know, going back to those watch assignments in that same area is going to be really, really tough for them. Um, so my thoughts go out to, to all of those Naval and Marine students and Coast Guard students. Yeah. Pensacola right now. Absolutely. And, and also, I mean, you just, you, and you also, the other kind of side of that of seeing like the pictures of all the students in the blood bank, basically like taking over the blood bank and, working the phones and, and delivering blood and like, I mean, just stepping up. And then obviously, you know, by all accounts, sounds like, um, Ensign Watson, you know, was a hero. I mean, he, he saved a lot of lives by, you know, being able to, to crawl outside and, um, being able to alert, you know, who the shooter was and where the shooter was. And, um, you know, I mean, he's literally, you know, just off of TAD and fresh, you know, but, but did exactly, um, you know, what, what you never hope anyone has to do, but you kind of, expect um and so that there i, I said to say too there's like a there's several petitions going around for him to like posthumously get his wings of gold and so if you're listening to this go you know go to change.org and find that and definitely sign on to that um i'd give him my wings if i could you know like type thing that, that's how i feel about it because i mean he obviously he earned you know you know even though he never got to to the, the actual dream of, of flying there he definitely earned uh, his wings of gold in my opinion so all right um so obviously started off on 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 that note but let's do bring it back to um to to you know the two weeks ago several games um so just any real quick um thoughts um sky i'll start with you um air force uh, and wyoming and then um just kind of how that wrapped up the regular season for you there because obviously um now you're moving into postseason and and we'll talk bowl games in a minute but just kind of that last kind of exclamation point on the season for air force yeah, the, there's really only one thing that I want to bring up about this game, and um, it kind of alludes to another thing that happened with uh, Against All Enemies, which was naming Jeremy Fendulum the uh, CIC Player of the Week. And I know that Malcolm Perry had a banner Jamel, game. I Jamel know, Carruthers. Jamel Carruthers, rather. Yeah. Uh, had a banner game with five touchdowns run in. And that's awesome, but um, just 
to me, what made this so important to remember was that there was an 11-point spread on this game, 12 depending on when you got it, uh, for Air Force versus Wyoming. And Jeremy Fendulum essentially prevented uh, Wyoming from getting that cover. And, I mean, he was completely humble about it, said that it was the entire defense. He was just in the right place at the right time. But both of those interceptions that he had were within Air Force territory, and they were both converted into Air Force field goals. So that's six points that we got and no points allowed for Wyoming. Um, And one of those interceptions that he had was effectively jumping and rolling over the ball to secure it and and not letting it hit the ground that is not right place right time that's sheer athleticism and just awesome play from jeremy fendulum so um it was i mean six to twenty i think i called something like 17 21 or 17 24 um with air force still winning and i mean really the reason why this game went the way it did was was strictly because of him so uh it was Definitely a team effort in total. Um, I mean, it's you, you can kind of point to those two plays, but the score is the sum of everything that happened. Um, but I think he earned it, and I think it was just a really great way to cap off the season. And uh, we actually moved this week uh, up to 24 in both the AP and the coaches poll. So, I mean, pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we, we I don't think we had... And we don't. We haven't done a podcast since they ranked because they got ranked after that game, right? So, like, yeah, hats off to Air Force for exactly what we said was going to happen. Pretty much, like, you win, you go ten two, which we expected to happen, and then you're going to get ranked. And so they go into the postseason, um, you know, with that twenty four ranking. And I don't know the ins and outs, and maybe when we talk bowl stuff, you can, you can, if you know kind of the insider stuff, Scott at all, then you can kind of maybe elaborate. Um, but in my mind, that has to like, you know, as the the pecking order starts to to happen, and you're looking at teams. Um, and you're looking to bring in a team perhaps where a conference didn't fulfill its requirements for a bowl game to avoid, you know, Air Force in some ways has been the butt of our joke for, um, you know, going to be going to the Armed Forces Bowl, playing Eastern Michigan or North Texas or whatever. But, I mean, that, that finish to the season certainly helped, I feel like, um, you know, where they ended up. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, kudos to them to finish 24 on, um, on the year, essentially, you know, at right now, moving up one. And um, hopefully – um, if they go and, and win their bowl game, then the, you know, then they'll end up, uh, you know, ranked at the end of the season, still haven't cracked the college football playoff rankings, but hopefully, you know, that should definitely solidify a, a top 25 season, 11 wins, you know, if they can pull that off. So, I mean, just a great regular season, uh, for sure. Um, any thoughts on, on, um, on the Navy game, the Navy Houston game finally got the, the Houston Thanksgiving weekend kind of monkey off our back, right? Austin. So to be able to go and, uh, and take care of business, knowing going into the game, you weren't going to be playing in the AAC championship because of what happened on Friday. Yeah. As, as a fan, that game was a lot less stressful because oh, it didn't have that impact, that would, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, cause it was such a high scoring game and it was close and, and, you know, Navy wins by two scores, but that they needed five turnovers to even be able to do that. Uh, and this is a down year for Houston, but Houston is still just a four-win program, but was able to put points on the board. Uh, we knew they had a capable offense. I think we were hoping defense would... It's you say you wanted defense to do five turnovers. Like, they did plenty, right? Yeah. Just gave up yeah. 40-some points. Yeah. Um, they didn't but, get any of the three and outs, so I don't think they actually got their, like, six that they're always going for or whatever, because I think they got five turnovers and no three and outs. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah, five turnovers. <laughs> One of them was a special teams turnover, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Too, that's right? true. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where that fits in the in the puzzle. <laughs> Um, but no, we, we talked about it, like Ruthers with his five touchdowns and the five turnovers, that those are the difference. It's like, if you didn't get one of those 
Uh, it's a very different game. Uh, great to get the monkey off the back, as you mentioned, but crazy. One, one missed field goal away, and that game would have gotten Navy into the AAC title game. Uh, what I'm talking yeah. about is that Tulsa-Memphis game where Tulsa guy had a chip shot, 20-some yep. yarder, maybe 30-yarder to win, and just never had a chance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Memphis early in the year definitely had, you know, they were playing with fire and they did get burned once. But, yeah, the Tulsa game and then even in the Cincinnati game that, you know, on Friday, the night before, it was like Cincinnati went forward on like the 12 or 4. I don't remember what yard line it was. It was like inside of 20, I think, on like that fourth and two. And they ran a draw play essentially from the from the pistol or the mm-hmm. shotgun. You remember? You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, and they took a timeout before it. And anyways, and so like that call and they, they needed a field goal to tie the game at the time. And then um, – that last, um, nah, I can't even remember. Is it fumble or I don't remember? What, like at the end of the game, the, the there's something weird that happened at the end of the game. All I'm these Memphis Cincinnati games are coming. They're they're tying together yeah, now. I know. So. I know. I'm, I'm blanking on, but something happened at the end of the game too, where it was just like what, like uh, oh, it was a penalty. It was like a unsportsmanlike or something. Like guy got guy got a penalty after Cincinnati essentially stopped Memphis, I believe, uh, or something like that. And anyways, it it, it could have easily gone, you know. Our, Navy's way there as well, and just didn't. But I mean, hats off to Memphis. They won the AAC. Hats off to Boise. They won the Mountain West. That's kind of how we expected it to play out. Um, hoping that you yeah, know, you can't that, you can't start wishing. I mean, you know, you lost to Memphis head to head. Air Force loses yep. to Boise head to head. Like you can't start asking for more breaks than that. So, yep. And uh, and Memphis's coach is gone now. So maybe I mean who knows? Maybe we'll they'll slide maybe. back a little bit. I don't know. Um, but all right. So last one, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and. Uh, hit up the you know more pressing stuff, but uh, Army Hawaii Kayla that game started at twelve thirty Eastern, and you're an Eastern, uh, you know person. So I mean that was uh, hats off to you for staying up and watching that game and representing against all enemies for that because that um, that was really really late. There was no way I w- I didn't even I knew if I tried to start I would like feel like obligated to go to like halftime at least. So I didn't even give it a, like in my mind I was like nope not even going to consider watching this game. So I mean it I still any thoughts I recorded it. Just in case I fell asleep, um, just so I could I could cover myself, and I ended up like writing the story and then like kind of looking at it first thing in the morning because I think the first kind of draft of what I had wrote I didn't really understand, um, as you could imagine, <laughs> writing something at like three four in the morning. Um, I was already kind of in a downing mood. I had came from the FSU UF uh, kind of watch situation, so. Going off the demise of, of that loss and, and then watching Army play so early in the morning for, for us on the East Coast, I will say it was definitely the, the most entertaining game that I've seen them play all season. Um, even that early in the morning, uh, it was, you know, from the jump, uh, I think both teams, and we had said this before, I think Hawaii at the beginning of the season was one of the teams I had picked them to lose against just because I think Cole McDonald was such a weapon in the air, and he was. Um, And I think that was kind of to their detriment. Um, I think, you know, back and forth up until really the last quarter. Like I've said so many times before and so many other people have said, uh, you know, we've said on the podcast is, you know, Army had a chance to win this game. And unfortunately, you know, without that fourth quarter interception um, by Jamel Jones, unfortunately, I really think it it would have been in their hands. And so um, up until that point, I think they did a fairly good job. You know, we saw some some play calling uh, from both Christian Anderson and Hopkins. Uh, and so it'll be interesting going into this week to see how uh, we kind of move things around in the quarterback room. I think that's what I'm kind of most excited and, and concerned about as well. But I think it was a, it's still a good game. 
most put together game I've seen. Like I said, most entertaining game. And thankfully it was. That was my biggest worry, staying up that late. And I was like, I hope at the very least <laughs> I can like I can get some excitement from this game. And it, and, it, and it was. But I think you know Hawaii's passing game was really um, what what set them over the edge. Um, I mean, the receivers Jared Smart and Cedric Bird um, both you know over a hundred yards. And I think when we don't have in my in my opinion, kind of the same weapons on the receiving end, um, and you know we've got, you know injuries just through the through the loop with with our quarterbacks. It's a struggle. So hats off, you know, to Army for still playing through it. And so that's behind us. You know, two weeks behind us, and now we're on we're on Army Navy time. So that that's what the guys are concerned about, and what I'm concerned about. So. Yeah, I mean, as you, I, you, I feel like it's been the broken record of like, oh, m- I mean, now nothing's a must win, right. but you know that we, that ship has sailed. I feel like, but it is kind of like we we said that over and over and over again. I mean, the Hawaii game was right. Like, if you wanted a chance to go to a bowl game, it was a must yeah. win. So we kept saying that pretty much week after week, starting like week four or five of the year. Um, and now, like, like once again, it's not a must win, but it is like, um, I mean, it is that same like one game mentality for them heading into Army Navy of like, okay, well, yeah, five and seven thought we were going to be 12 and 0 at this point or whatever if you're you know if for an army fan but um there is a game left that can not maybe salvage the season but can certainly um uh, remove some of that sting so um but yeah i mean it was yeah just i think scott and even austin i think jumped in the podcast before that of i don't know why i still like am basing this off of last year's like army team for some reason you know I, i continue to be the one i feel like it's like cautiously optimistic like oh yeah finally this is going to be the game you know game 12 that they um, they figure out how to win the close one against why. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give them. I, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to get you know. And <laughs> Scott was and Austin. I think both were just like, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. Like <laughs> nothing they have shown me has shown that that's going to yeah, happen. So, um, and that's pretty much how it you know it played out. And then I think of like you look at that game and then you see what Boise did to Hawaii mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, and I mean, it just kind of shows. I think to a degree how this season has gone for Army. You know, if if you kind of look at that of of how. You know, you can't go game to game, but how, you know, Air Force played Boise and then just like what Boise did to Hawaii and then what Hawaii, you know, how they kind of ran away with it in the fourth quarter against Army. And it was a close game until then. But yeah, I mean, any any thoughts from anybody else on any of the teams, you know, kind of wrapping up the the final game besides Army Navy? Air Air Force deserves to be ranked by the committee, especially with Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. No, they do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't really fully understand why they're not. At ten and two, um, and and are I don't even say arguably they are the best. They're the second best team in the Mountain West, right? Would we agree with yeah, that? Definitely. I mean, that's that's a that, that's right, right? Yeah, yeah they're the second best team in the Mountain it's West. It's weird. So. I feel like they've had like the most, and not low key to us, and maybe like Air Force fans, but like generally like the most low key, like winning quiet season. Um, I don't know if you know, I don't I don't know what the the selection committee is thinking, but it's like you know. At, couple you know last week to have navy and air force ranked at the same time it's like you know we hadn't seen that in years i mean i was definitely expecting um coming out today uh, to hear them in, in the top 25 so that's pretty unfortunate i mean it it comes down to when like the timing of the scheduling like really yeah. the second half of the season it's kind of all downhill from there and so you can pencil in all those wins for the most part and then i mean really who do we play I mean, it's it just kind of it is what it is. I don't think Colorado in to us it's a big deal that we play a power five team like Colorado and win. But I think on the national stage, everyone's like, oh, Colorado, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that's so, that's like the G five like hate though, right? Like we schedule a P five and you beat them, but then a four loss P five team is better than you. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's. I think that there's better. There was better competition in some of the Mountain West. Like I think that Navy was better comp. Obviously, because they won, was better competition than Colorado was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I and I. To Austin's point, like yeah, it's it is there is that whole, you know, group of th- five thing that comes into play where they use met- metrics that that they use to justify the power five teams, like, you know, obviously strength of schedule and things like that. But then you look at like bad losses and, and what, what, what should qualify as a good win or a bad loss. And like, so the arguments between like Boise and Memphis, uh, and now it doesn't really, you know, it, you know, well, at the end of the day, like it wasn't really that big of a deal because they both won, um, but, or, or Cincinnati and Boise potentially. Um, and it's like calling Florida state a good win for, for Boise. Like that's a six and six Florida state. Hey, team. Hey, hey, no hey, offense, hey, Kayla, hey, right? Hey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, like, hey, you got Mike Norville now. You got to no, watch Memphis no, you're, all year. You're, now you get him. No, your you're coach. fine. Like, you let's, excited, let's, right? This but is like, a sensitive time. I'm very happy right now, and thankfully, yeah, yeah. you know, being on this podcast and following Navy, I've been following more AAC football. So I'm, I'm happy with the yeah. hire. Like, you know, this is yeah. just like I feel Anyways. like this is as God said the next year for Army. I say next year for Florida State. So we're just gonna pass on by them. But we have a coach now. <laughs> so that's all I'm concerned about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's and I think he'll do good things there. But but I mean, my, I guess my point is like, why does that constitute you know a good win yeah. for them? But but UCF doesn't constitute a good win, right? For right. you know Cincinnati or whatever. Um, well, I I think that your point will be proven with our with Air Force's bowl game. We're playing a six and six Washington State team, so not exactly the powerhouse right now, the Pac twelve, and so. It's like, but they've played some close games against some pretty good teams. So it's like, if we blow them out, then I think that your point stands a lot more than if it's a close game or if we lose to them. Then it's like, well, you know, how much did our ten and two season mean? And, and maybe, yeah. maybe really chalking that up to one game is a little bit overreached. But yeah, that'd be tough. We'll see. I'm, I'm also, I, I'm also not, which is probably kind of strange. I'm also, I don't yield a ton to the argument of power five versus group of five. Like, I just think that the teams with more money with more TV power and all that stuff, I just think that they tend to get better recruits and are able to hire better coaches and that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm very much like say la vie, like it is what it is. I get it. And when we, but that's how it falls out, right? Those power five teams are the ones that have yeah. the resources and the TV deals, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of, I mean, that's the way it is. And it, it, yeah. that doesn't really bother me. Like it just doesn't, I know it bothers a lot of people though. I don't care. It's not even the. It doesn't bother me like the the distinction. It just bothers me when like you're using the metric to justify one one thing for one school and count one thing one way. But when you apply those same things to a school that is considered lesser, like the group of five thing, and it's like not being applied the same way. Um, you know. Anyways. Um, all right. One more thing that I did think of that I'd like to bring up before we go to break, and then we will go to break. Um, any thoughts on specific, Scott? You first uh, on the Mountain West players of the year you know football the first team um because i actually have some strong feelings about about air force some air force players being left off of that so i don't know if you yeah. have any thoughts on that uh, i honestly i gave it one glance uh saw the fact that josh love got props and just exited out i couldn't care less <laughs> after that and i under i understand the position that you're in when you look at an air force team and say well what constitutes because because like what is what is the point of of giving these rankings. I think the point is, is to put out the team that the, the group of players that you say is, this is our, this is our shining stars. These are the players who we think is going to make it to the next level. And when they are in the NFL or whatever, 
we can say, hey, they came from the Mountain West. That, to me, is from a branding perspective what the conferences do when they name these teams. So I understand that that Air Force has kind of an uphill battle when we run this weird system, when our players are kind of undersized. When you have this guy, and, and I think even with the AAE uh, all-team, we're kind of looking at Donald Hammond, and it's like, well, he's fantastic, but is he really a quarterback? Was he throwing just against bad teams? Like, like what, you know it's just hard to kind of place them. And so, um, yeah, I, I did find it strange that basically it seemed like they were just trying to pick guys who fit more of a traditional mold. And that to me is where, once again, where we're looking as a group of five conference and saying, Hey, we're just like these power five guys and picking players who run, uh, pro style offenses and who fit the mold of somebody who's just ready for the next level in the NFL in terms of size, not even just skills. So, yeah. yeah, I think there was a lot of snubs. Um, but at the same time, I get it. And I also, like, it's just, I don't know. Our players know know they're good. And uh, it, I didn't really let it get me down. But it, I thought those were bad. I thought our um, our friends over at Mountain Westwire, I thought theirs were bad. I just thought, I don't know. I just haven't seen Air Force getting the getting the approval that they need. but Or that they, they deserve, didn't but I don't think they need it. They did name Donald Hammond the third player of the year, I believe. But other than they that, did. I can see it. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, so the Mountain West Conference, we had um, two two offensive linemen and Mo Fafita um, as first-team guys, and I get the offensive linemen because they're best rushing attack, you know, second-best rushing attack in the country, best in the Mountain West by far, right? Um, but, I mean, you have six wide receivers between the first and second team, and one of those isn't Gerard Sanders, and maybe it's, the, you know, just simply a yardage touchdown thing, but... Um, Once again, though, leads, Gerard Sanders leads the nation in, in yards... Uh, per reception, which I get it. That's not the the marquee stat that you go for when you're talking about how good a wide receiver is. But to me, he had a ton of yards after the catch, and I think that's what kind of makes a wide receiver in the Mountain West. Yeah. So yeah, I, a lot of the snubs. What I, I mean, it's just. And like, then Kyle, you know, Kyle Johnson, Demonte Meeks got second team, but like to have no, like to have you know Trey Bug and and like none of those DBs, you know, get any love on the first or second team. I don't know. I just I. It, it just seemed like maybe maybe your, your reasonings were exactly why. But Austin, do you have any thoughts on the AAC? Um, obviously, a little bit more Navy friendly there um, with with Coach Ken winning Coach of the Year and Malcolm winning Offensive Player of the Year, um, and uh, David Forney and Diego Fago ending up on the the first team. Um, any thoughts on on the uh, AAC ones? No. I mean, I guess I have thoughts, but I'm not really here to like like pick apart anything. I think the American Conference has been good to Navy. Uh, I think it's a good relationship, so I think teams and players get the looks that they deserve for that. Uh, and Malcolm got Malcolm got Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, so I mean it, that's incredible, right? Because there's some really good competition out there for that type of award. Um, so. Please, and I think also makes sense to me. But I also look at it fairly rational. Where if he didn't get it, it would also be okay. Yeah, if Brady White got it, or, or yeah, uh, like Bo- uh, Bouchel or whoever, right? Like some other good, really good it, players, right? Like, and I know people are going to be upset about it no matter what happens. And uh, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm good. I, I don't know. All conference teams and all that doesn't really sway me one way or the other. I don't like care about them. Like, I, I know probably because. I don't think of it as an individual level. Uh, as much as I want all of these players to be recognized for their skill sets and their strengths and all the contributions they did to the team's success, 
since I'm not one of those people, I guess it's easier for me to be like, hey, how's the team doing, right? Like, it's easier for me as a as a fan, as a supporter, to kind of look at the whole picture and not the individual parts, I guess. You know what? Actually, Austin brought up kind of a point that I did want to just go back on really quick about Air Force. You said that the American Conference has been very good to Navy. I was just going to say, I don't think the Mountain West particularly cares for Air Force in that regard. I think because we're just weird enough to not be able to push that power six mentality, if you're going to call Mountain West a part of that. Um, and I think they love their, like their Josh Allen's, their Leighton Vander Esch's, um, and players like that. And, and, uh, like Kellen Moore back in the day. And I think that because Air Force doesn't provide that, I think that's a big part of it. So that's that kind of reinforces what I was saying to where I think it's that they want their players, their their team to be the guys who have a shot at the NFL. Well, when your coach says that he doesn't think that they should be in the conference, that probably doesn't help the relationship, you know, to a degree, well, right? Well, it's it's chicken or the egg then. <laughs> I, I say the conference. And, and that's okay. fair, but also to that same kind of extent is – Troy Calhoun, I, I, I doubt opposing fans are like thrilled. Oh, I got an interview with Troy Calhoun this week. You know, I'm sure he's going to be really open or whatever. But again, yeah. chicken and egg, I get it. All right. We're, when we come back, we'll talk bowl games because the first thing I do want to talk about is the most unique pairing of coaches across the sidelines that is possible to put together in college football um, in the Cheez-It Bowl, right? So um, we'll be back in just a minute. We'll talk bowl game, and then we'll jump into to obviously the big thing, Army-Navy this week. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the Against the Armies podcast. We just got done kind of recapping um, the regular season minus Army-Navy, obviously, for us. Um, everybody else has finished their regular season. Um, but now we can kind of look ahead. I guess we are jumping ahead of Army-Navy to look ahead at the bowl games. But let's look ahead at the bowl games. We've been throwing these predictions around, um, and they've been mostly military bowl for Navy and Armed Forces Bowl for Air Force, and neither of those things came to be. And um, I have to say, you know, for in both cases, I'm happy that neither of those things came to be. And I think that both teams ended up in – Really good bowl spots, and I think obviously in large part due to their seasons they've had and their top 25 rankings. But first one, let's break down Air Force versus Washington State, right? Mike Leach, the pirate himself, uh, against Troy Calhoun. I don't have a nickname for Troy Calhoun. Crazy Calhoun. Crazy Calhoun versus the versus the pirate. Um, Scott, initial thoughts on you know the bowl game you got You know after you've been the most pessimistic bowl, bowl game person ever. Are you excited for bowl season now that Air Force is playing the Cheez-It Bowl against the Cougars? Yeah, I think it proves that uh, the bowl series is not a complete and total sham, uh, giving us a little bit of respect and putting us in a decent bowl game. Um, I'm pretty happy with it, and I think it's going to be a really cool game um, because I think it's going to show just how legitimately legitimate we are. Like I said, we don't have the same opportunities to show that we're worthy of beating um, Power 5 opponents like some other schools do. Like, we don't get a game like Navy has every year against Notre Dame. So I think playing a 6-6 six and six Pac-12 team, it's, it's going to be really cool. And we already did it. Um, we already beat Colorado, but now playing somebody that's slightly better, has a slightly better record, um, I think will be pretty cool. And they've had some close games even in some of their losses, like 37-35 um, to Oregon when they were ranked 11th. Um, a, and then a win over Oregon state and a close one win over Stanford, who's been pretty terrible, but, um, I, I think it's going to be a really cool game. And like you brought up before the break, um, seeing those coaches, I don't know if we'll get much content out of it right. necessarily, yeah. but I would still love to see something, some kind of interview. And I, I think that the dynamic with having 
Um, Pat McAfee is a commentator. If they could bring a little bit of content out of that uh, beforehand, I think it could be a pretty interesting thing. But yeah, um, I'm I'm definitely excited for it. I, I think it's going to be better than had we gone to another one of those like military title sponsors bowls. Yeah. So let me let me ask you: If have you looked at the spread yet? I haven't seen the spread. I've seen the matchup predictor from the FPI. Well, let um, me ask you then: What you what do you when I mean, you can go off that? But if you had to guess, since you haven't seen it, what do you think the spread is initially? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Air Force is probably like plus nine or something. Austin, have you looked? Uh, I literally just pulled it up. So uh, I literally, as you said, I said that, but I was wondering. I was gonna make a mean joke at Scott and be like. Man, you're asking the guy who went 0-6 on our picks all year. <laughs> the guy we said couldn't have that article anymore? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Air Force 2.5, but you didn't get it right, Air Force 2.5. So that, maybe even the more important thing to me or the thing that I thought of first with this game, given um, I think one of the biggest things will be just seeing how Air Force's defense does, obviously the air raid offense that Leach kind of pioneered. Um, but then obviously I, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Air Force's offense at all personally. Um, so what do you think the over-under is? I, I don't think it's going to be in the middle. I think it's going to be somewhere around like like 38 or like 60. So <laughs> like I don't I just don't know where they're coming at this from because yeah. it is going to be like a very attack heavy game, but at the same time yeah. I look at Air Force's games this season where it's like they were supposed to put up a ton of points and where they weren't and those have been huge variations like I don't know. What is it? 66 and a half. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty high pretty high over under there. But it's um, like but it could be a defensive battle. Like if they, if Air Force gets to the quarterback, if they get to Gordon, I mean, it could be a low-scoring game. And same thing if if Air Force tries to play out of their shoes and they try and have Donald Hammond throw the ball a bunch, and they've got really good matchups with the DBs. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope Troy and the staff don't try and outsmart Leach type thing, you know, and just kind of. I I think Air Force defense can it, it will be the determining factor in that game and on offense. I think you just. You just be you, and it's not something they see. And Leach doesn't care about defense, really. So you just kind of just um, uh, bring your your game, and I think you'll be fine. You know, I don't think you necessarily need the wrinkles per se to to move the ball and score on them. So, any other thoughts? Anybody else on the the Cheez-It Bowl? Austin, Kayla, anybody? No, I'll be watching it. Yeah, no, that's gonna be great. I mean, it's like twenty seventh of December, so. Not like a super early bowl game, so because it's a, obviously a better game and like ten o'clock or something like that. And I don't remember exactly, but that I mean that'll be a a really good game to watch. I'm I'm really excited for that game for sure, and can't wait to to add that to the bowl season watching schedule. So that's Air Force, um, and then Navy kind of thought they were going to go to the military bowl. Makes sense. It's in Annapolis. We've talked about that ad nauseum. That not good for the players. They don't really like it, but we like going to Annapolis, obviously. So. Uh, would be fun for us, but they end up in a, a really good bowl game as well. They get picked to be a part of uh, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl against Kansas State. So Austin, your kind of first thoughts of that matchup, and I think it's the first time ever these two that Navy's played Kansas State. I believe I read that. So, a uh, great bowl game for Navy, obviously in terms of the Liberty Bowl tradition and history. But I think you have to thank you have to thank the American Athletic Conference in Cincinnati for uh, the situation that they were in in terms of playing in Memphis in back-to-back weeks. And that's a big reason why Cincinnati's not in that bowl game. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they weren't going to play three straight games I, in, no, in Memphis. No, ab- absolutely was not going to happen. And, uh, you know, that, that 
probably should be Cincinnati's spot in terms of being, like, even though there's still an argument to be made that Navy's the second best team in the conference, but uh, Cincinnati, I guess, has earned that as winners of the East uh, and had a you know pretty successful season. But it's crazy how that works out in Navy's favor to kind of get them away from the military bowl and still be in a, well, a, definitely a better bowl, uh, but still playing against a Power 5 opponent, which is, I guess, nowadays a measure of whether you got a good bowl game as a G5. Right. But yeah. Even and SMU, eight and four, eight and four team that was ranked for a yeah decent number of weeks got, in the season who got overlooked who beat, by oh, other yeah. bowl. I was gonna say got got passed up by other bowls who had. I don't know if it's actually it's crazy now it works like ESPN contracts and all that, but essentially other bowls have teams with worse records than eight and four at that conference and out of the Big Twelve and Kansas State's gonna kind of fell down the pecking order and got the Liberty Bowl, which is not the cream of the crop for them. Right. So. And we'll obviously have a podcast that we where we actually like fully dissect and break these down. You know, just getting those first impressions. But this is a Kansas State team that beat Oklahoma. That's Oklahoma's loss um, is to Kansas State. So this is a a, a good team um, under Isn't first year. Where, you know, is that where Norwood coach. came from too? Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. Yep. He was there last year, right? Yep. Two years yep. He was there, and then um, and obviously Snyder stepping down, and then um, getting the mm-hmm. coach from North Dakota State. Um, but they've had, a, I mean, they've still held their own eight and four. Um, with you know two ranked wins for them, and like I said, Oklahoma's only loss of the year is is to Kansas State, so that's a playoff team. Um, so that that I man, it's going to be a, a really really good game for Navy. Um, but we won't look ahead too much more on that because we do have to talk Army Navy. So we'll come back. Oh, we do. We're not going to go over Army's bowl game. Okay. Oh uh, no no we're not. Uh, let me let me see if I can find <laughs> it real quick. Insert cricket sound. Oh, come on. We got to do our Army-Navy little jabs, man. Yeah, we, we're so nice to each other all the time. And, like, it is just, like, in so many ways. It, I wish people had, like, an inside look at, like, our Slack channel and, like, what we – like, our communication. Because, um, I mean, it has been, you know, at times it's just tough because we cover three rivals. Like, we talk about that. That I mean, it's really hard <laughs> sometimes to be nice, and we do a really good job at it. So, and then everybody wants I... to like, camp. I stay a little tight-lipped for the listeners because (laughs) I just don't, I just don't want to hear it. Like the amount of confidence that like, if I was in army's position right now and I was a social media guy who just wanted to weigh in, you would not hear from me until (laughs) I wouldn't say a word, but these army fans are still talking trash saying air force is irrelevant, saying Navy's a bunch of crybabies and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I, I almost respect it because it's that over the top with <laughs> they're that how, committed to commit to it with how trash army has been and there's and they like there's a video of Jeff Munkin saying uh, Navy can kiss his ass and I'm like I would be flat out embarrassed if my coach after this season at five and seven had posted that video and they're just sharing the hell out of it I, it's just like these Listen, guys man, have cr- crayons I, for brains I feel like I got attacked it's, it's week, for saying week that that by was week. At this point, I, oh. I, I tip their hats to them because I feel like, you know what? Who's going to be your own champion but you? What do you expect them to do? Just go, just going down with the ship, man. Right. Just going down with it. <laughs> and I think awesome. that's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I don't talk trash because I'm like, there's nothing to say. Like, if you if you can look at your record and then look at Air Force's record and still talk trash, it's a tip of the cap. Like, more power to you. Awesome. What were you saying? Uh, and I was going to say, I, I was attacked the last week or so on Twitter for basically saying the two of them are different. Like coach Munkin and coach Ken are different people because 
Coach Kennett, five and seven coming into this, is gonna, he won't say we're not a good football team, but he's gonna be like, man, we got a lot of work to do before we can beat a team like as good as Army. And you know, like that's the Coach Ken line, and yeah, I, it's just funny because exactly what you said. Like I, having seen Coach Ken for so long, and that's just what I know. And you see and you hear what Coach Munkin says in the situation. It's just like, man, those two guys are very different. And I'm not even saying what Coach Munkin is doing is bad or wrong. But just by pointing out that they're different, the people are like, oh, you on your high horse. Oh, you're so, I, I don't know. like Yeah, holier than thou. Yeah, you. I think someone said I was holier. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, for whatever it is, it's just funny that I'm like, man, I'm just saying they're different. It works different, for him. Yeah. Great. It works yeah, for him. You can't great. admit that they're different. Like, once again, you can get into like, the psychology of the sports fans. Like, all we're, like, literally, all we're trying to do is say they're different different programs run by different people, and it comes out in you know their coaches and stuff like that. Because um, you were pointing out the, you know, after the uniforms came out, uh, one of the coaches had the um, Team America World Police or whatever guy throwing up whatever it was, and it's just different. Like that's just you're not going to see Navy coaches do that. But Munkins had success, so it's not. I mean, yeah, it's, it's working it, for it. Has Keep worked. Doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, fine. It's, yeah, it's all, it's all good. Um, but yeah, they're absolutely, um, yeah, different programs, and and um man I, I so we'll get into the game let's take a break we'll come back talk game but i'll tell you what how i hope this plays out based on the based on that video that, that scott was talking about um so we'll, we'll be right back all right welcome back uh we were just getting getting warmed up for army navy that's how we're going to finish our podcast episode today uh the one so yeah i mean we talked about like just the differences and i go back and think i mean austin made the joke about bowl game um that, that used to be our thing right where it was like every year i mean Certainly guilty of leading the the you know the watch our bowl game chant right like that was our thing and army oh, they yeah. hated that they hated that right because for years we were going to bowl and obviously beating army and then they weren't and so like I mean we used to do watch our bowl game that was our chant um, whenever army fans would try and you know or cadets would do, you know do whatever at, at the game the game got close and it's just like yeah watch our bowl game and then they started doing watch our war and like it's just one of those things where it's like. What like we went from watch our bowl game to like you guys are doing the watch our war chant like like Navy and Marine Corps is not participating type thing and it's like they they I don't know it's like they have to go there, um, but anyways that was just an aside unless somebody has any thoughts thoughts on that but I just that always just grinded my gears where it's like why 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 are you making that leap you know, um, but anyways all right so before we start talking Army Navy football game we definitely have to talk uniforms first um so I mean I'm just gonna open it up like any thoughts on on either side on the uniforms I definitely have my thoughts not a fan of navies like really to be honest with you but um happy to hear anybody's thoughts on on uniforms how do I uh, do this? they're they're both they're both gross like honestly <laughs> like I don't know what you want me to say and here's the other thing is before anybody says, oh, well, I don't have a dog in the fight, so like my opinion doesn't matter, I would say the same thing about Air Force's uniforms if I thought they were ugly. Air Force yeah, released no. their own Air Power Legacy uniforms, uh, the F-22 Raptor and B-2 Spirits. Those things were hideous, and I will yeah. say that, like, I'll admit that nonstop. This year, when Air Force released the, C- the C-17 uniforms, I hated the color tail flash. I didn't like it, and also, I have a lot of friends who are C-17 pilots, None of them sell. None of them refer to their aircraft as a moose. So I didn't even like that aspect. They looked great, but there's a lot of things that I'm highly critical of. Both of these uniforms, Navy's uniform. What I I think that they just need to go all in. It seems like there's a huge conflict going on at either Under Armour or Navy to where they want to be really, really Under Armoury and like get that kind of Maryland look going. How Maryland always does the crazy crazy uniforms like Nike does with Oregon. 
And then there's somebody reeling it back and saying, no, 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 we need to make it traditional. We need to do kind of like Notre Dame does. And what you get is this helmet that has weird airbrushing, <laughs> and then you get a life preserver, hand warmer, and then you get throwback uniforms. <laughs> so it just doesn't fit. It's really confusing. And as far as Army goes, I like they're hideous. And especially compared with the last few years, Army has just fallen off the side of the earth. It makes no sense to me that they had the awesome Climb to Glory ones. They had the incredible Big Red 1 uniforms. Go back to 2012, look at their Map of Ardan uniforms. Those were amazing. And now they're playing in khaki pants. I don't like it's I just don't it's get Vietnam how somebody era. Can look that's that. why the colors. That's not cool. That's I believe not it's cool. olive, right? It, it's it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. <sighs> okay. It does Okay, if Air Force came out with a pair of a blues uniform, I would say that looks stupid. It makes Was the Air no Force around in Vietnam, though? Oh. Yes. Uh, I mean, we Lance P. Sidon, so I guess maybe, oh, maybe get an attention there off. He's in my book, by the way. I, went to, I, book, tried so. to go, I took it to Thank the Watch you. Our Award level, you know what I mean? I, yeah. yeah, I just, like, and that's what I'm saying is it's like, the it's the same thing with the uniforms with Army. They're like, no, these are actually awesome. And it's like, okay, they're not. And it's the same thing with the season. Like, yeah, we're actually yeah. still really good. You're not. Navy does the same thing on I feel like on the uniforms to be honest with you because I actually am not a huge fan of this year's either um last year's I wasn't until we saw them in person and I was like okay those look all right um we can all agree the mustard ones were were hideous but there's been I mean they've had some really good ones like the first one Under Armour did right was the don't tread on me like man that was a great uniform so cool um and so like and so they they have done some going through but I'm I'm the same I'm exact same way as you Scott like I have pretty high expectations and I, I don't know if that's just in my mind I just assume like Right, Navy has a person who manages their account, and I know who it used to be. He's not there anymore. Um, and he, you know, he had I, I met him and, and talked to him a couple of times. And like he had, I think it was either two or three schools that he managed. Um, you know, so he had like three schools that he's managing, and like he's the guy, right, for all this and like figuring it out. Um, and I mean, you know how big of a deal this has become, right? It started and it's become a tradition now, right? It is like we're obviously in anticipation for this. Um, and Air Force the same way with the Air Power Legacy, you know, series that there's the alternate uniforms for service academies has become a big deal. So you have a year, probably more than a year, right? You're like, they probably already know what they're doing next year. And, um, if, I made fun of Rocky and Slack, right? Because he like, as soon as it came out, he's like, oh yeah, these are all right, but next year's are awesome. I already know or whatever. And, um, type thing. And it's like, okay, okay, man, like, could you be more millennial than that? Like, you're just already, like, we haven't even played the game yet and you're moving on to this type thing, right? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, but, like, they're already planning ahead, right? So they're doing this, like, 24 months out or however long they're doing it, like, planning these uniforms out. And so I do have high expectations that, like, you're going to pull something out because you have so much to work with, with both schools and, and the history and tradition and everything you could pull from. Um, so I'm right there with you as far as, I mean, Navy fans, I think, do the same thing. I'm just kind of automatically going, be like, oh, these are fire, you know? Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, but we haven't heard from either um, Kayla or Austin, so let's get our Army and Navy takes on these uniforms. So, um, Kayla, what were your thoughts on, on Army's um, uniforms representing First Cav? I absolutely love the uniforms. I said, like in Slack, I think the 10th Mountain is still my favorite. That all-white was absolutely amazing. I think if you go with this, like, all-color block uniform, like, it's going to be hard to kind of, like, go wrong. So putting them up in comparison, yes, I think the First Cav uniforms aren't as good. But I still think they're amazing. I think it's a great uh, time to kind of pay homage um, and showcase, you know, Vietnam era veterans. I think that the way Army does storytelling alongside with the uniform reveal, Navy can't touch it. I thought their video was really cute. I thought the beat was really cool. But like when you 
I don't know. I got chills like looking at these videos and seeing this first calf vet just, you know, the the archival footage from Vietnam and just yeah. the birds and yep. it, it's just awesome. I have I mean, I don't say I have like a complete qualm with the khaki pants because when I was looking back and like seeing the side by side uniforms um, from, you know, that era from, you know, 1945, 1946, I could see why um, reading up uh DOD or, you know, Divids had this really awesome story about kind of what goes in uh, specifically for Army going with the department, you know, the history department and going with Nike and working three, you know, years ahead of time to really make sure that the everything is accurate, that the colors are right, that the scheme is right. I know someone brought up or maybe it was a couple people brought up in the Slack that they kind of wish the helmets were like blacked out instead of this like matte green i think i could have seen that as well but I, I honestly think they're awesome like i said i think the storytelling is great um it really really got me hyped um especially i don't know i, I just think it's an awesome uniform you know i'm i'm really excited to see it i don't know i feel like navy's uniforms from the past couple of years are just like recreations of the same thing i don't know if it's like they're scared to like jump out of the color scheme like they've done like in the past so i don't know what that is I don't know if this is going to be another situation where like the helmets are going to be way cooler up close than like we saw like last year. The helmets from 2015. Oh, well, we will know though. Yeah, well, we will yeah, know, we'll how, know because how good they them. are up close because we will be up, <laughs> up close. Up close in person. So. Um, so that would be awesome. But honestly, I think these I think these uniforms are great. I have no qualms about the color scheme. Um, it's awesome, I think, to give honor to these first cab. Uh, it's the first cab unit, uh, which is, you know, nicknamed first team. Uh, it's legendary. It's historic. I think it's awesome. If you ain't cab. You know, you know the rest of that, so I'm I'm fine with it. I don't know mm. what what Scott's he's got his like underwear and a bunch about about. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that like they could do them a lot better, and that's the biggest problem is that I think a lot of people get blinded to the history that goes along with it, and then all of a sudden you're not allowed to say anything bad about it because it's like, well, it's a shout out to the Vietnam veterans, and then all of a sudden it's like, what you hate the troops? No, I just think that with that with all that history, they could be way way better and the reason why i wanted the black helmet is because a big part of cav is the stetsons and if you gave that ode with the cross sabers yeah. Yeah. and the yeah. gold face mask i yeah. think that'd be way cooler yeah. that's yeah. just like one thing but there's all so much other stuff like they're yeah. just really boring and the fact that nike i don't know if it's nike's corporate but however it works the a team at nike went out and made these with people from west point and it's like that's the best you could come up with awesome Talk Somewhere. me into talk me into the navy uniform because I kind of like I get I, I appreciate the throwback like to you know obviously Joe Bellino passed away this year so it's a great year to throw back to to Bellino and Stallback and the, the Heisman's that we've had and the sick teams from the '60s and 150th year of college football and all that um, but I don't know something about it still just like it doesn't pop to me I'm not sure no I, I really like the throwback like just having a solid kind of throwback. Uniform. If you look back at, was it Navy Lax last year or the year before? They had kind of this throwback series, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it was they were nice, right? So it's cool. I feel like that Navy has a good throwback uniform or whatever. If you want to go buy the jersey online, like you can, and that's kind of what's in right now. Even in the NFL level, like throwbacks are kind of in. Um, it is unique because that's just one part of it. When you combine it with the helmet, you're not really sure what picture you're getting between the two when they're added together. I think the helmet on its own shares a cool story behind it uh, and you think like if navy was i don't know white was when it was in white and was wearing that gold helmet that would wouldn't 
that wouldn't maybe conflict as much with the way it is now, if that makes sense, with the dark set. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they look with, you know, 20 of them, or I guess everybody on the field, because it might pop a little bit better, because you mentioned how it mentioned how, how last year, that's kind of what happened. Because I agree, when last year's came out, I was like, oh my gosh, these aren't very nice at all. And then when you saw them on the field and you saw all of them together, it looked a lot better. So I'm not sure. I'm somewhere in the middle, though. Like, I don't think they're trash. Um, and even on the Army side, I don't think they're trash. But from an objective point of view, at least as much as I can for both, I feel like they're both okay. And I think part of that is because we've gotten to a point where all across the country, those who follow college football recognize that this is a game where there's going to be two unique uniforms coming out, right? Like, everyone expects that. Yeah, it's, saying. it's a tradition now. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a thing. And, and it's a little bit of Nike versus Under Armour, right? Like, okay. that's happening too. Kind of the undertone of it. Um, but it, it's almost as if I feel like it's, it's become too much, and so expectations are super high. When sometimes like going super creative all the time just leads you to some nonsense. If you look at some of some of what Maryland and Oregon has produced, Scott bringing up these two programs, they've had some hideous, ugly uniform combinations in the history of their special uh, jersey collection. Right? Is that safe to say? Like yeah, Nike has not. messed up with Oregon and Maryland, and, and or Under Armour has messed up with Maryland before. So you're only bound to do the same thing with Army and Navy if you have to recreate one every single year. Like, it's going to happen. So, I don't know. Um, there's been some awesome ones in the history of this. This isn't, like, the best for either, and it's definitely not the best combo. But it's fine. Yeah. I, I, me, I find it re- Go ahead, Scott. Let me also walk back my comments a tiny bit, because I was just realizing something that I would already thought about before. I'm also talking about these uniforms from, like, the static pictures and the little promo videos with high-res cameras and all that stuff and the promo. Um, my favorite uniform from Army it was is definitely from Army, and it's the 2012 um, with the map of Ardan all over them. But when you go and watch highlights from that game, you can't really tell what's going on with it. It kind of just looks like a black uniform with some, like, splotches on it. So what I will say is potentially... I could like both of these uniforms when I actually see them take the field and they're running around and I'm actually playing the game. And I do think that will happen with Army, now that I'm really thinking about it, because it is such a departure from everything that I've done. So maybe actually props to you, Caleb. Maybe I will like these. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting, though, kind of the way the three schools have gone, kind of in, in you know, obviously Air Force's um, is giving, paying homage to a different platform each year, right? Um and Army has really gone the historical route um, and the way they've done theirs. And Navy is kind of like this mix of like trying to bring in the different communities, um, but also a lot of more of just kind of unique football throwback or, or combination type things. And, um, and I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more there for all three to go different avenues than the ones they've gone down to – try and find that next, you know, to, to Austin's point of kind of like, you're doing this, you know, it's coming every year. Um, so that some of them are just going to end up being bad. I think that they're, that all three of them have kind of found what they want to kind of do it, but there's plenty, there's just so much room for them to, to explore, which, which is cool, which makes it always exciting to like, see what's going to, what's going to come out. Um, unlike Oregon and Maryland, right. Where, where like the combination, like there's just, there's no history or, or tradition to, reference and really nothing external to reference so like you're just making different color combinations essentially so uh but to the point of uh 
we will get the chance to get a look at them um, in person, right? Uh, we're super excited, right, so that, that we're going to have a presence um, at Army-Navy this year. Um, and so, yeah, we haven't really filled everybody in because we we've just been trying to really solidify everything. But, I mean, there's a better chance than, you know, time than ever, and hopefully we'll get a uh, – I'll send some details so that he can finish the article <laughs> um, on what we're doing. But – to, to we don't exactly want to, we don't so. want to put anything in writing that falls through. We'd rather be like 100% yeah. sold on everything that's happened. Yeah, so we you know, but but we are going to be there and so we'll throw it out here. It'll be up in a couple of days and then we'll have an you know, article out and I'm sure we'll, we'll push stuff on Twitter, Facebook and everything, let everybody know kind of what we're doing, but um you know, we're getting in town uh, uh in order to to go to Radio Row on Friday. I'm pretty excited about that, you know. You know, several national stations are going to be there. A lot of local stations, a lot of different people. We will be um, bottom so. of the barrel for sure. Oh no, absolutely! Like <laughs> literally the bottom, like the very bottom. Barely got a spot. The the maintenance, got a spot in the maintenance room. <laughs> we, the only reason we got a spot is because we don't need any like equipment. Like we're bringing our own. We literally just need Wi-Fi and, and an outlet. You know, like that was the selling <laughs> point. You know, to get us a spot. Fair but <laughs> I'm going to take it. We'll I'm going to take it because. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's, it, it, so the plan is to do that from one to three, as far as I know. I'm still, that is the only piece that I don't have like officially official, but, but we're going to get a spot. And I, I do know that. So hopefully, like one to 3 p.m. on Friday, we'll be recording kind of our live, you know, podcast, uh, probably do some Facebook live type stuff. Maybe not the whole entire time, but just throw some stuff up. Um, and going to get some interviews, hopefully, with some of the, some of the radio folks that are around there. Um, and just just get some 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 really good footage and content that we don't get week to week. Obviously, just being there, and I just think it's gonna be cool. I don't know if y'all kind of thought that about that, but just like you know, ESPNU, um, like just national radio, you know, folks, local radio folks, big time, you know, sports radio people, um, all kind of there covering the game. And to be quite honest, like we know more, we have better information, you know, than we're the bottom of the barrel as far as the production, but like as far as the knowledge, like. <laughs> yeah. Right, like I, you know, I feel like we're gonna be able to talk more. I don't know. I think I, think I, just, I have high expectations for that. I think it's gonna be really cool um, to just be there and be a part of that. So we're gonna get there Friday for Radio Row. The really cool part is um, Banner Society. So shout out to the mothership at SB Nation. But Banner Society is sending five people um, to join us at Army Navy. Not all of them will be there starting at Radio Row, but everybody will be there on Saturday. Uh, so we're gonna have uh, Ryan Nanny. Um, um, Alex Kirshner, uh, Richard Johnson. Um, dang it, I should have like looked up their names for it because I'm, I'm I'm blanking on the um, the last couple. Uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna have five 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 Banner Society folks there, uh, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be really cool to have them there because I don't think any of them have been to an Army Navy game. So to be able to kind of show that to them, a couple of them will join us at Radio Row. We'll do some. It's so shut down full cast style for you not to be able to name everybody anyway, and just be like. Ah, we should have probably done some homework before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll have them there to to you know to do that as well. So a couple of them are going to join us at Radio Row, kind of add some content. They do this much more professionally and much more regularly than we do, and that's going to be cool. Um, and then Saturday, uh, we're going to tailgate with Travis Mannion Foundation, which does pretty much the biggest tailgate um, that will be at Army Navy. They're expecting anywhere from seven hundred fifty to a thousand people at their tailgate. Um, it's sponsored by Tito's and, and several, a couple breweries. Um, they just, they do a really good, really put on a really good, um, tailgate. It's in, I believe lot D if I remember right, but it's like the corner, um, the, the Southeast corner of the Wells Fargo center lot, the basketball, I think that's what it's called. The basketball arena, um, the 76ers arena. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be, you know, down there and it's going to be 
all of us. So me, Austin, Kayla, and Mitchell Northam is coming too. So four of us, all five Banner Society folks. Um, Rocky is going to be there as well. And then Austin and Mai's uh, wife and son probably too. Um, so we're just going to have like 16 people that we bring to this tailgate. Um, but it's going to be really cool. We'll be there handing out some swag. All the Banner Society shut down full cast guys will have some swag to hand out and um, just meeting people and trying to show them kind of the experience from both sides. So it's, I don't know. I think it's going to be really cool. And then obviously the game. I don't really have to say much you know, about that. But we'll, we'll have a presence in the press box as well as a presence on the field um and kind of split that and then the banner society guys will, will be credentialed too so you know we'll split that up and kind of show them around and just show them all the traditions of the game um just being there uh I've, we've also and i believe have walked down on the field before because of the tickets we had that one time right um right. but like I, and we've obviously done the kind of press pass thing plenty of times and be, but i have never been on the field during the army navy game and um, I'm like just super pumped for that. And Lincoln financial has a great press. I mean, it's just, it, it's just really cool. Cause you have so many more press there than you do at any other game. And the press conference is like actually a legit press. Con- I mean, it's just going to be a, a lot of fun. So anything y'all want to add about, you know, what you're excited about for the weekend? Have, you may have mentioned this. I was looking something up, but I know we're, I, I we need to give Sea Wolf their yep, due. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're in, in talks with them to hopefully be a part in some way on Saturday. That's part of the details getting ironed out, right? Um, Travis Main Foundation obviously had, he mentioned Tito's and stuff being sponsored with that. So there's some. Yeah, what should be there. Um, you know, we're still figuring out how, you know, they're working on how they're getting their beer there. But um, the, the plan will be in, in working out with Travis Main Foundation. So hopefully we're able to do that. And Seawolf will have a presence at the tailgate. Um, and and they're, they're great, you know, great partners that we've been able to work with and look forward to continuing that but you know taking that into army navy yeah for sure yeah pesky rules and laws we're trying that's part of the reason why we don't have anything written out there too right just trying to just trying to iron everything out but really excited yep. about it you you mentioned it um gonna be fun the weather i think i've seen it's supposed to be around 50 which is not bad there's a chance yeah, for a rain rain yeah yeah there's like a 50 i'll, I'll take 50 in rain army navy game yeah I as mean, long as it's not snowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm good but i've been been there done that <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> Kayla. So this is your first one. Yeah, right? I'm super excited. This is yeah. first Army Navy game. So excited to get like the full experience of everybody there. Uh, first game covering in an NFL stadium. So lots of firsts. Um, obviously, like you know, I've been watching all the NFL and, and college football games, of course, all week, and the previews have been going. And you know, it's the only game on TV. So I'm, I'm really hyped just to be in the atmosphere. Um, and of course, be around all you guys and all the grads. I'm really excited. Hey, and you know what I'm most looking forward to? Oh. Hanging out with John Feinstein. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy. That is my boy. That's true. Can't wait. Can't wait to see him. It's going to be just just great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's going to be cool. So we're happy to be there. Um, maybe we've, we've probably run over an hour now, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to have a live, live recording um, on Friday talking about the game and breaking it down more. But I guess before we kind of, sign off tonight i do want to get you know both your takes and then and then we'll get well no first actually what i'm gonna do is i want to get scott's take on the game just just a quick because you won't be there with us on friday so this is your chance um don't go down your rabbit hole i don't want to hear your rabbit hole right now like like stick to the army navy game what are you what's your kind of take on this game um i mean it's army gets a bowl game effectively is what's happening um (laughs) I don't know. I think from a football standpoint, I, I don't think Army even has a remote chance after seeing that they – I mean, I didn't even watch the Hawaii game because it was just on too late. But 
Um, I think Navy is, is too hot, and I think that if you were to ask, this is my little allusion to it without actually going down the rabbit hole, but what I would pose to you guys is, as a Navy, as a Navy fan and Navy graduates, don't you think it'd be a little cooler to be playing this game uh, against a ranked Air Force as you're a ranked Navy? No. Am I gonna am I gonna make as much money and publicity as I do with it? Probably, probably more because it's uh it it actually matters in terms of football. He's not gonna sell it. Man. I don't know. That's my I'm little not, uh, that's my little food for thought there. No, I'm not even taking the bait, man, because I'm sticking like I'm not even not not, not even going there right now. Like we can have that con- we've had that con- we can have that conversation. Because I, I, I get your get, I I get it like. Logically, but I also just don't ever see the possibility. Like, and that's what you said, kind of too. Like, it's gonna take somebody that's super creative to figure out, you know, how to make it work. But um, like, my initial answer, honestly, like, just having been at this game so many times, and it could be the same thing. It could, it could, you could make the same thing um, potentially happen as far as the atmosphere and aura. But like, there is just something different about it it just it really is and it's not really about the football to be honest with you so like yeah it's definitely so like my my initial answer is honestly no because um when you say it that way like i'm thinking the football you know and that and i i I agree with you that it could get it could be that at some point but like it's not it's just not about the football i I don't know austin you've been to plenty of games so go ahead you can't tell me it wouldn't be better with the football if you had both if you had all of that like Coming into this game and you're actually excited about yeah. the football too. No, if you're if you had, if you had all of that, if you could guarantee me, like also said, the same money and same coverage, but then also the same, you know, you know, feeling the aura of the game, you know, president there, sect of you know whoever, and like everything that, that gets added in and it's a part of it. If it felt this, if it felt the same way, then I then then maybe you'd have me. Like maybe I will take the bait a little bit and say yes, if everything felt the same. Um, and you added the element of two ranked teams going against each other, then, then sure. But that's, I don't know. Austin, what are your thoughts? You've been at this game pro- just as many, if not more times than I have. I, the, I'm like making the public's, the general public sound bad here. The general public will be more confused if you start having Navy and Air Force or Army versus Air Force or whatever here in this matchup where I think it would not attract the same level of attention or eyeballs. And I, I don't see all those things being held constant where the money, the TV contract, and all would be the same. And that's it. That's okay. That and but that answer, it's so simple. It's a simple freaking. <laughs> you you call, up, call up your boy Nathan Pine. You weren't yeah, supposed to. That, is, to. that to me is the easiest aspect: is convincing the American public that this game matters by calling it Army Navy. You just and obviously, like I'm not a marketing guy. I would be making a lot more money if uh, if I knew the true answer. <laughs> but all you got to do is frame it as the Service Academy game. This is still America's game, whatever. Um, but and that's and that's really all you'd have to do. And and yes, it's still the only game that would be played on this week. The president would still be there, SecDef would still be there, both chief of staffs, all that stuff. Yeah, it would it's so easy to do all those same things. Yeah. All right. It happen it happens already. It, we have corona every time. The the admirals and everybody is still there. You the wouldn't even games. sell out your half of your stadium allotment. I know, I know I shouldn't have, I knew it, like, as I was like, oh, I'm gonna give Scott a chance to tell me what he thinks about this game, I knew it, he had gotten quiet, he wasn't saying anything, and I, like, I had a, had a thought in my mind, I was like, he's gonna go, he's gonna go down the rabbit hole I, if I bring I, it up. I'm not, though, I'm not talking about how it could happen, I, you, I, I simply showed you where the rabbit hole was, and you, yeah. uh, you I, took I, it I down, down there. Yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair, all right, um, so Kayla, 
so the last two, last two things, Kayla and Austin. So Kayla first. Um, tell me how Army wins this game. Convince me. I mean. All right, Austin. Tell me how Navy <laughs> wins this game. Oh man, messed up. She's got it. <laughs> it's a service. Kidding, it's Kayla. an Army Navy game. Anything can happen. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's what I'll hang my hat on. Fair enough. No, you're right. And these games have been the the gap between these teams has seemed. I feel like bigger in past years in which the game was really close and Army had a chance to win the game um, during that streak. Uh, so I, I will actually take that and say, yep, I, I buy that. Um, even Austin. through even through that, though, when we say that because it's always competitive, I don't want to say the team that was supposed to win has won, but generally speaking, even in the last 10, 15 years, that's how it's been. Navy was the better team and until Will Worth was obviously hurt and that game was different. Um so we, we yes, it's close, it's competitive, but generally speaking, I think the better team wins this game. Um, Navy, Navy just, it's, I hate saying this, it's so simple, just needs to do what they've been doing because they are the better team this year. But at the same time, uh, Army's kept games close, and I'm sure they feel like they're they're due for one, right? They're due for winning one, one of these competitive games. They just haven't been able to do it late. So uh, Navy wins this game by, I think, getting... Slot backs and speed on the outside involved. Um, I don't think anyone's going to win up the middle. So I think it's going to be explosive plays on the outside where I actually do like Navy's ability and matchup there. Uh, And and they have to be able to be prepared to break up big plays in the passing game because I think if Army's going to have a shot to win, they're going to have to have success throwing the ball. Yeah, my, my, I agree with that, but and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But I also think that I, I believe Army's scheme is going to be shut down Malcolm Perry. I believe they're going to do that's going to be their go to. Is like this guy's not going to have any big plays today, um, and so I agree with you. The 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 the, the outside is going to be the probably where you have bigger chances. But I also think the up the middle may be available um, a little bit more maybe than you're saying. And it's crazy to think at the beginning, at the beginning of the year, I, like my bold claim was Nelson Smith was going to be, and this is nothing against Nelson Smith. Like he still had a really good year. I feel like that he was going to be the best fullback of the three teams. And it was kind of like, that was the bold prediction. And like, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like he was not the best fullback this year of the three service academies, uh, but another Navy fullback was right. Like Jamil Carruthers, I just I don't know. I oh, think you're gonna can, you're gonna get Scott. You're gonna get Scott chiming in again. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think you would agree with me. Uh, what well, what I have to say is I think that this is the year where Navy has been like I've I've said this, and I don't know if this is even a real thing, but Navy has been completely honest with themselves this year. Um, they've really taken big caution for their weaknesses, and they've really capitalized on their strengths. And I think that Army has lied to themselves this entire year. And a good indication that they're still doing it is with Jeff Munkin saying the Navy can kiss his ass. Uh, I think the only way that that Army even keeps this game close is with turnovers. I don't think they can stop Malcolm Perry because shutting down Malcolm Perry is what Air Force tried to do. And Air Force has a much better defense and it just didn't work. So I think if as long as Navy wins the turnover battle, I think it's a three score game. I would I would like to add the big story that I want to watch is is seeing how the Navy defense lines up and tries to attack the Army's triple option offense because it's a little different than Air Forces and you know just gonna be curious to see uh, what Newberry has in, has in store for this game. I agree. Yeah, and and one of my biggest matchups too. We're gonna break it down in full, but is uh, Elijah Riley seems to step up when when the games are the biggest and he's he's an NFL talent. Um, I I still believe that. Like I'm not. Not mean like everyday starter or anything like that, but like he's got a lot of talent and he had a big game last year. And 
Um, you talk turnovers, like I think that's where it's got. That's where it will come from from Army if they're able to get it. Um, and, you know, is is from his neck of the woods. So that'll be a big one too. Uh, but it's gonna be huge. Like we're, I mean, super pumped, super super pumped uh, to be heading down to Philly. First time covering for AAE. To have four four of us, five if you count Rocky, um, doing his operations thing, and five people from Banner Society working with TMF, working with Seawolf. It's gonna be a really good really good weekend so um we'll be live on friday recording i don't know if we'll like like i said we may just do some facebook live and then obviously we'll just be recording the episode and trying to turn it around and, and get it up as quickly as possible um but uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun we look forward to catching you on friday radio from radio row and uh, in philly and big weekend and then we'll look ahead to the bowl game so uh, enjoy enjoy talking with y'all it's good Everybody have a good week beat army all right yeah beat army <laughs> hey Scott. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Catch y'all next week. Or catch you Friday. Congratulations to the Navy midshipmen. I can't no more. I can't no more. Army for the second year has won it. To the winners of the Commander in Chief's trophy, the great Air Force Falcon. I was born in the bed.